Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast as we sit down with our friend and multiple time uh, podcast guest, Mr. Kevin Kisner. Now, Kiz has been a buddy for a while. He's been on the show a handful of times, but it's been a while since we've had him on. And we made a point to make this the most, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know, laid back kind of fun interview we've ever done with Kiz. He's as real as it gets. He's a lot of fun. We have a great conversation. We talk about all kinds of stuff, gambling. We talk about uh, just some a bunch of stuff. We just get right into it with Kiz. It's casual. It's cool. We're buddies. It is what it is. Um, so thanks for listening. If you enjoy the interview, if you enjoy the podcast, check out our podcast page over on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. It does help us out. It's something small that you can do that doesn't cost you any money and maybe takes three minutes. Just leave us a five-star review, maybe write a nice thing, something you like about us, something you like about the show. There's probably plenty of stuff you don't like, but leave that part out, okay? Let's get into the podcast with Kevin Kisner, and thanks for listening. We're the tour, 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 tour junkies. PGA Tour fanatics, golf addicts, podcast juice, you gotta have it. Special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a last, sip some rose with Pat. Tour, 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 tour junkies. Uh, all right, what's up? Welcome to the native area with the tour junkies and uh, a regular to the native area, although it's been a while. Mr. Kevin Kisner in the house. Thanks for joining us, Kiz. First question, what's the podcast juice this evening? What are we sipping on? You know, I'm probably going to go with the Budweiser Zero. I got to play golf tomorrow. <laughs> cool. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad I got no, a little spark <laughs> You ain't playing golf tomorrow. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> when's uh, the next time very... you plan on picking up a club oh i'm gonna play tomorrow morning are you yeah Dang. down here at the beach gonna play and then i'm gonna get ready for a little duck hunt okay all right yeah. i gotta yeah, get ready got? i gotta i gotta get all the work i can when it's 65 degrees mm. bless bless the lord yeah that is nice that yeah, is nice that's good I got a little Tito's tonight. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been on the Tito's, so it could get interesting, kids. But uh, that's why I did it. I did it just for you. And I wanted uh, to get it as interesting as John Tillery's uh, interview at his place that one time. Bro, oh, I, that may be the most lit four hours of tour junkies history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, I JT, know. I think JT's mad at us. He's he's ghosted us, man. He is completely he ghosted us. Yeah, I don't know what we, we I think we pissed him off. He's just he's just too busy. He's got all these guys now. Yeah, yeah he's big Ricky Fowler's teacher now. I can't even get a lesson. <laughs> yeah. So ever since he picked up Ricky, are you feeling like is there a little bit of uh, mm. you know a little oh, yeah, jealousy there, there kids? Are you are you a little yeah. bit you know is he is he is he spending more time with with Ricky and not you? I mean. Ooh, yeah. No, I'm still on the top of the totem pole. It goes by oh. checks. <laughs> whoever pays the most gets the most. Mm. Do you well, do you yeah. like you get worried if you see him comment on one of Ricky's like Instagram posts or something and then you're jealous or does he Yeah, it's kinda like high school jealous. Yeah. Oh no, we're we're we get that. I mean you were just on the foreskin podcast or whatever it is, so we, we <laughs> We get that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you? What? How are we even talking about this? DB is like Mister Mister Jealous of, of, of uh, I mean, I didn't even finish there. the podcast, and he was already telling me what I said. 
I think he had like some he infiltrated the feed somehow and like watched it live. Yeah. No. No, I didn't. Hey man, it's good to have you though. You know, it's been a while. I think I think it was uh Masters 2019 was the last time we had you on. Dang, it was that short ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to be back, man. Yeah, I no, miss, we appreciate uh, miss hanging appreciate with all my boys. Y'all don't ever ask me to come on anymore. Well, I mean, you know, you know, we just you're busy. We just don't you know? we don't want to, you know, take too much of your time, kids, but yeah. You know, you had actually a pretty kind of a low-key really good year. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, you didn't you didn't you didn't pull out a win. You almost did in your last event, but you you bet you pretty solid year. You. Yeah, damn it. Actually, I got it. I mean, dude, fucking Roberts. Sorry. Robert Streb, man. God bless America, that guy. I uh I told y'all I wasn't I wasn't feeling it and then y'all bet on me anyway. You didn't tell us that. You 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 did not tell us that. And then the the night what before What did you text I, me the night before? I said I'm tired. He did say that actually. Kiss did say Oh uh, yeah, that is true, but that don't mean nothing. In fact, I I bet you knowing that. Oh, you did. I you, told you, you that. You did the whole like reverse psychology shit. 100%. I told you that. That's why I tweeted the night before like we need that who lit the kids action, which you brought. I mean, you I did. you very I brought much brought. But I mean, God dang, Robert Strip. Anyway, it was a good year, man. It was a really good year. It's fun to watch. You happy with it? Y'all y'all were hitting all the first round leaders and winners. Best ever, 2020. Dude, Corrales paid the bills. Pat hit Swafford at a hundred to one first round leader. I hit him at an outright one fifty to one. Corrales was the the it funded the tour junkies, man. Yeah, but bought bought you that plane back there. Yeah, you know we like to we like to we're not really like we like to bet long shots, man. We like to bet the the big numbers in golf. You know we don't really we don't bet the fourteen to ones and the it's golf. You know, so we don't really do that a lot. So obviously we missed out on DJ at the Masters and stuff like that. I feel you. Are you uh? What are you are you ready for this? You good? Born that way. All right. We want to ask you some golf questions first. Just nerd golf questions. Things that we ask ourselves, things that we think we need to know when it comes to handicapping golf tournaments. Okay. We want to hear straight Who's from the, the nerd, pro. You or Pat? Yes. Yes. Uh, we want to hear straight from the pro if you think we're overthinking it or we're or something or we're on the money. Okay. I'm ready. I'll try to go rapid fire on some of these. Um, was this the eight-page text message you sent me? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. This is the that you did not. I'm sure you didn't review that that yeah. quiz that he gave you. I, but I, missed, I, I missed that, Pat. I kind of know that shocked the shit out of you, but I did miss that. <laughs> Let me tell you the the yeah. All right, we did this with Charles Howell. He was way more. He was much much more facilitating than you kids. Does that shock you? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, if you're looking at if you're trying to figure out who the longest hitters on tour are, are you looking at driving distance or ball speed? What do you think's a better stat? Don't they correlate with one another? Do they though? Because well, isn't driving distance only measured on a couple my ball holes? speed is the further my ball goes. I know, but don't don't they? I mean, isn't it like they only measure two holes a tournament and stuff like that? Do they get ball speed on every shot, every drive? Um, I think driving distance only on two holes. Ball speed, yeah. I think they get every hole. Okay. 
because they have a track man on every hole, but they only measure distance I know on two holes. And they try to pick holes that go opposite ways for the wind and par fives where most everybody's hitting driver. Okay. But then there's also par fives that guys hit, you know, if I can't get there, I may hit three wood, although I hit driver everywhere. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Must be nice. Um, but to this- answer the question, driving distance, everybody that I see leading the driving distance, it's far as shit. So, yeah, they hit it far. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the shortest hitting players on tour that you can think of? Like a regulars, like top 125. Brian Stewart, Brian Gay. Okay. Did you know Brian yeah. Gay's mom owns a lingerie shop in Augusta? No. Do you frequent it? No, but I have I have taken a picture in the parking lot. Isn't that weird though? <laughs> Why did you do that? Why did you well, take a I always notice that uh, the Augusta Chronicle puts him in the paper as a local guy. It's it's right across from the National. It's behind Windsor on Washington Road. Isn't that weird? Um, Wait a second. They put Brian Gay as a local guy in the Augusta I know that's Chronicle? ridiculous. Yeah. Huh. All right. Yep. Rapid fire again. Y'all would know that, not me. Yeah. All right. We know like you love Colonial, Harbor Town, Sea Island. What are the, give me like the five courses that shorter on the regular rotation that the shorter hitters can compete? The the top five that you think shorter hitters can compete? Travelers, Hilton Head, River Highland. You said said three of them. Okay. Uh, So those are three. River Highland, TBC River Highlands is one. The match play is a huge one if it, as long as it plays firm and fast. Because you can just, just drive it forever out there in Texas when it's hard. Um, Is that Country Club of Houston? Is that right? Austin. Austin. Yeah, close enough, though. That was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in, they're in the yeah. same state, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me some credit uh, there. Your West Coast would be Pebble. Mm-hmm. Pebble's a good one for short guys. I'm trying to think. Uh any British Open where it doesn't rain is a good one for short guys. Yeah. You like your chances at a, at, a, at an Open Championship one of these one of these years? Yeah, my best finish on major came at it. Yeah. I just like the way that you have to grind. Yeah. And short hitters know how to grind. What about five court the five courses not major not on the major rotation that reward the bombers the most? Tory Pines. Um, man, I probably don't play them. So anywhere I don't play, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nice to have that privilege for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think LA is a good place for bombers. Riff, because it's not really any any major rough, and then the ball goes so short there with the temperature. Uh. Congressional when that used to be on the rotation. We haven't played there in a while. It was always a bomber's paradise. I'm sure it's coming back though. I think we're playing a something there soon. Nice. Uh, I think East Lake's a great place for bombers. Let me think. Go on to the next question and I'll come back to that one. So, well, you kind of touched on one thing talking about the rough. How tall does the rough have to be 
for bombers to take less than driver and, and just put it in the fairway? Or is it based more on the type of grass or how the ball is going to react out of it? I mean, obviously we saw what Bryson did at Wingfoot. He didn't care about the rough, but what, what has to happen for, for a long club down? The longer the rough, the more apt they are to hit driver, in my opinion, because they want to get it closer to the green to be able to access the green. Uh, I had that conversation with Mike Davis at the U.S. Open this year. I said, you're going about it all wrong. If you, if you made it impossible from 290 to 350 off the tee and playable from 220 to 290 off the tee, you would get the driver out of the bomber's hands. And I think that's the best way to go about it. If that's the goal, I don't know what the goal is, but mm -hmm. if I was, if I could fly at three thirty, I wouldn't care what the rough looked like. <laughs> yeah, because I can get, I can figure out how to get it around the green with a pitching wedge. All right, hope you're enjoying the Kisner interview so far. We're about to get into the good stuff here in just a minute, but we do want to thank our sponsor, Better Help. You know, everybody needs a little counseling every now and then. Everybody needs somebody to talk to, somebody that's, uh, I don't know, objective that can listen, that's a professional, and BetterHelp comes in. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start in less than 24 hours. It's not self-help or anything like that. It's not anything wacky. It's just professional counseling. You can send a message anytime to your counselor. You get timeful and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with a counselor, and it's way more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available they handle all kind of stuff, man, like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family stuff, grief. It's all there, and it's all confidential, convenient, and affordable. We would love to see all of our listeners out there to start living a happier life today because, listen, the pandemic is crazy. The whole world is nuts. Everybody's needing some, some help, right? And BetterHelp is here to provide just that. And as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash tourjunkies. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash tourjunkies. I, I seriously can't, um, can't overvalue uh, what is good, good professional counseling. It truly is a good thing. And, it's, and it is, it's time for the stigma to be you know ripped off and everybody get the help they need. So... Check out BetterHelp. Um, they're good folks over there, and they'll help you out if you go to betterhelp.com slash tourjunkies. All right, let's get back to Kiss. How, uh, if, if you're looking at, like, how many weeks in a row you're playing on tour, um, you know, how many weeks in a row, like, like do you start to see a uh, you know, your performance kind of drop off? Like, if you're if you're playing four straight weeks, five straight weeks, like, what, what is kind of the threshold there number? Yeah, it depends on where you are in the year. Uh how and, and how many, uh, even more than that, if you play three and then take a week off and then play four, I think you really fall off towards the end of that fourth. But if you play four and take two weeks off, I think you can play four more. For me, two weeks off is bigger because if you only have one week, you get home late Sunday night or Monday, you do all the stuff you haven't, you've neglected for the last three weeks around the house till Wednesday or Thursday. And then you get back to practicing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you're basically getting ready to go again on Sunday. It's, it doesn't even feel like an off week, to be honest. So mm -hmm. to me, the real break comes in the second week where you can actually almost take the whole first week off with no golf and then start working on your game in the second week to prepare to go back on the road. 
we talk about so we talk about weather a ton uh when we're just kind of like especially if you're if you're gonna have like a, a morning you know the morning wave is gonna have an advantage because they don't have um you know maybe the wind and rain in the afternoon or whatever it is but so how much do you put on that as far as you know a, a tea time advantage and, and i'll put it this way like so let's just say everything's equal throughout the day so wind is the same you know rain's the same whatever you know how much of an edge do you put on that am tea time especially the first day like do you think you have a little is you know a little bit softer course you know how, how much do you kind of weigh that no nah, the golf course doesn't really change uh until starting in Friday afternoon. If if there's no rain, it really starts to firm up and get more difficult later in the afternoon on Friday. And then they're kind of grooming it to play as hard as it can by Sunday. And that's basically the tour's agronomy way is they want it to be the toughest test Friday, or Sunday afternoon late. And so they have to build into get that there. throughout yeah. the week. So uh, I've always noticed either trying to finish around late Friday. If you know it's going to be a tough test by Sunday, you can really see it starting to change Friday afternoon. If, it, if the weather's the same all day on Thursday, there's no advantage either way. See, Pat, that's why I tell you to quit firing them damn first-round leader bets when there's not an edge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, if it's, if it's blowing four in the morning and 20 in the afternoon, there's a huge advantage. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But wind, wind is way more dominant in effect in scores than rain. Yeah. And so, temperature so temperature is too. What wind, like what mile per hour of wind would you say is when you start to kind of really pay attention to it? Well, wind's funny. You know, I can take you out there and it could be blowing like crazy. And I ask you how much and you'll say it's probably blowing 20. It's blowing like 12. So inherently humans think it's blowing more than it actually is. Uh, I would say in the threshold, like eight to 10 is when you start to really affect in golf balls a lot. Uh, when it gets 15 or more, it's just brutal. It's, it's, and if it's gusty, that's, that's when you really struggle. Um, let's talk about greens, man. Something you're, you're pretty good at, you know, a lot about if you got, if you have smaller than average greens, um, does that talk about how that impacts like if you were coming at it from our angle as a as a handicapper and trying to identify, you know, the kind of golfers that can play well on small greens. Obviously, iron and approach play, strokes gain approach is a huge deal every single week. But does that does that make it more important to find someone who's great around the greens um, because you got you know you're more likely to miss it, or do you think it's like everybody's going to miss it? Um, just get the guys who are dialed in with their irons. Talk through like. How, how you think that yeah i would look a lot into like the 15 to 25 foot range putter because everybody when you hit the green on small greens you never have the long 40 yeah. 50 60 footers you're you're hitting it 15 20 feet almost every time when you're on the green uh and so i think that's where my big advantage is on the smaller greens is i can yeah. i can hoop those putts in that mid-range area um and I think the better putters never think about three putting from inside of 25 feet. And some guys that struggle with putting are worried about speed and, and not leaving themselves three or four footers where better putters don't really care about those putts. Okay. So, so speaking of bad putters and better putters, obviously you're one of the best putters on the PJ tour. Do certain surfaces or green speeds, I guess, especially, especially speeds right now, I'm thinking of, 
level the playing field between good putters and poor putters. Like if, if the great putters are here and the poor putters are here and the greens are super fast or they're pure bent or they're really slow, does it make the, does it make the two kind of come together or does it, does one separate? Man, it doesn't really matter on the speed on tour because we play the same speed almost every week. It doesn't matter what the surface is. They've, they've gotten it down to such a science. You can pull up. I can go back to my tour links and read the agronomy report. And every one of them is going to say target green speeds 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 11, week in, week out. Uh, but I think when you get worse putting surfaces, it brings the everybody together. So if you go to Poana, I think it affects good putters negatively and bad putters more positively because there's more chances of things happening in a good light to bad putter and bad in a, in a good putter. Uh, if you get absolutely primo surfaces, I think that's where the, the good putters really shine. So like if you get like a pure bent Augusta national, you think that makes the better putters even better? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I would so, say that too. I mean, yeah. So if you, again, if you were from our position trying to like handicap golf tournaments, what do you think the value of looking at the green surfaces would be each week, whether it's bent, Bermuda, POA, like how much of that would you look at when you're trying to predict? Like, let's say, like, let's say a guy like, um, one of my favorite examples, uh, old Siwoo Kim, great ball striker, uh, but Not can't put where can't put worth a shit on like bermuda he, he can't put worth shit anywhere but like especially <laughs> bad if you look at his stats he's especially bad on bermuda statistically but but now he left bermuda last week and he's going to bent do i sit there and go okay well he, he's leaving his worst surface like how much of that if you were in our position would you weight that well i've never been in siwoo kim's shoes so i'm not really sure what he feels when he steps on a bermuda green or a bent green for me, all I care about is if the greens are smooth and rolling pure. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's bent or Bermuda. Uh, I always feel more like I have a distinct advantage on Bermuda because I grew up on it. And the reason those guys struggle, like even all my West Coast buddies are always talking about grain and I don't even read grain. So they're, they're walking around trying to find the shiny side, looking at the hole. I'm just reading the putt like, I did my whole life and, and knocking it in. So uh, I think you have to, you have to look at what guys grew up on, what they're accustomed to when I go out there and, and uh, put on Hoanna and bitch and moan the whole time. They all laugh at me. So they're like, Oh, that's so easy. You just get it near the hole and it kind of plinkos in. And I'm like, that's the worst feeling in the <laughs> world. Are you kidding me? So you don't read grain in Bermuda. Nah. Why not? I just see it. I don't, I, it's just uh, innate. I don't have to. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. if I walk up on a green and I look towards the hole and it's sh white, shiny, I know it's down grain and going to be fast. I already am reading that just from experience. Okay. I mean, okay. I get that. I mean, it's, it's, if you're growing up on that surface, there's a natural kind of thing that comes to you from, you know, you don't have to sit there and do all that shit reading grain and stuff like that you just kind of you just know what it's what it's going to do you know what it's about to do yeah so a popular question going around twitter right now between old kip henley and west texas driving range pro jj colleen uh would do you think would would most tour pros and obviously speak for yourself would you rather hit at 350 center of the fairway every time or make every putt inside 12 feet 
Well, I think you would, if you got to putt the same way, for me, if I got to putt the same way all the time, I'd take 350 down the middle all day long. Yeah, so if you got to keep your putting skill set. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, like, had to be a Oh, C. Wu would like to make a putt, yeah. Right. If you had to putt like C. Wu, you might want to take the 12-footer because he hits a 350 down the middle anyway most Dude. of the time. Right, but so it sure would be sweet to walk up on every tee and just walk out there at 350 and drop your ball down and say, yeah. bring it, bitches. <laughs> I'm going to make my fair share inside of 12 feet. Yeah. The other um, thing I think would be interesting is how many times you would hit it or chip it to 13 feet, knowing yeah. that 12 feet was your threshold. <laughs> yeah. You would just flush the seven iron to 12 feet, seven inches God, all day. You off. Yeah. And two putt. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of Siwoo, we've heard a couple really good stories of Siwoo. Do you do you ever talk to him, hang out with him? You got any good, good I've never stories? done anything socially in my life with Siwoo except the President's Cup laughing at the song they sang at him the whole week. Shaking his ass song? Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, from what we hear, he's a pretty electric guy. Uh, he's a pretty electric guy. I think. Yeah, he is electric. You should reach out to Siwoo and try to try to get him to talk to you about something. Yeah, just anything or something in yeah. particular. I'm pretty sure just anything. Yeah, we can oh, okay. we can text details later. Okay. <clears throat> um. All right. Let's get into the fun stuff, kids. Let's get into this native area stuff, man. Um. I think the I thought we question, already in the native area. Nah, that was just more just the you know the golf stuff. Me I trying think the, to t- teach you how to bet golf. Yes, exactly. Make make us better golfers. Um. Actually, there you go. Let, let's do that one. What would you do? What, what would be one thing that you think people probably overlook that they shouldn't when it comes to, to trying to bet on golfers? I have no clue because I'm the worst in the world at telling my boys that play all these golf pools that ask me for picks. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell them somebody and they miss the cut every time. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. I'm the worst. We have some caddies that Mike could give you a run for your money. Yeah, I remember I playing a practice round with Max Homa at Wingfoot, and he was an absolute legend all day for 18 holes on Tuesday as my partner. I mean, just striping it. And I told my buddies that he was striping it, and I think he, I beat him, and I shot about 10 over. <laughs> well, I mean, not not that I would have wanted to be on Max Homa after that, but, I mean, can you text us and let us know? Like, you got a couple buddies that do a golf gambling podcast. You can't send us a text? And so you want my losers too? Well, I mean, I'll take my chances, but you will. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. Are, I don't think I've ever given out a good one. Uh, well, then maybe not. Well, no, no, give them to us, and we'll we'll fade that player. Yeah. There you go. How do yeah. you short a player on tour and gambling? Yeah, I mean, now, it, yeah, maybe we should yeah. figure Save out a market money. a market for that, and we could just <laughs> like we could do that all, all the time. Like we get this caddy info, and sometimes it's just complete. Yeah, it, it's not oh. good. Yeah, we get oh we I can't tell you how many times we've had a caddy tell us one thing and then the opposite happens on both sides. They're playing well and they suck, or they go, "Hey, stay away from this guy," and they come out and they're red hot. Well, hell, kids, for before the RSM, yeah, so they wasn't feeling it. And they yeah. almost won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you bet on me anyway. You read through I the bet. Bullshit. Yep, yep, I, I knew it. Um, hey, I, I think kids, the you know the burning question on everybody's mind right now is burning yeah i mean it's burning man and this is this is serious stuff it's an important topic in the world of golf right now is um 
did you see Greg Norman's wiener and did it make you feel inadequate? All right, before we hear the answer there with Kiz and Greg Norman's hog, um, listen, what if you could own a piece of something special? Like you can't you can't afford to buy the whole thing, but you want you could buy a piece of it. You know, a piece of something amazing, like a LeBron James rookie card or a Tom Brady rookie card or the first ever X-Men comic or a really expensive pair of shoes, pair of sneakers, you know, that you can't buy the whole thing. You can buy a little piece of it. Well, this podcast is sponsored by a company that can help make that possible, and that is Otis Wealth. Otis is an investment platform that makes it possible for anybody, even you, yes, even you, to invest in shares of cultural assets like art, rare collectibles, sports stuff, memorabilia, sneakers, comics, all kind of stuff. All you do is download the app, sign up for free, New assets are dropped in the app weekly, and you can buy shares. You can buy shares of past stuff that's dropped prior to the week as well from other Otis members. And you can earn a potential return if Otis sells that asset for more than the item was dropped for, or if you sell your shares to other Otis members on Otis's trading platform. It's pretty cool. Right now, Otis is offering a free investment share to listeners of this show. So you can get a free piece of something. You know what I mean? A little free piece of this, free piece of that. And all you got to do is go to withotis.com slash tour and sign up to get your first share for free when you fund your account. That is withotis, W-I-T-H-O-T-I-S dot com slash tour to get that free share of something, something. So check out, uh, check them out, withotis.com slash tour. All right, let's get back to kids. It's about to get good. Yes and yes. <laughs> How could you not see it? Everybody in the mom posted a picture of it. Yeah. 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 I think my mom it, printed it, a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> David posted it. Some of the comments on that tweet. Oh, unbelievable. I've never heard stuff like that before. Like, a, a, what was the one about the, uh, the, the the hanging fruit or something? Or I mean, there was all kinds of just crazy shit that fruit. was just. No. Yeah, it was. I, I literally cracked up yesterday i think it was the tour tweeted a video of his helicopter landing at the qbe and our buddy our buddy uh marcus miklovich who's a tj tj fan and and nut hut member uh tweeted and said what hit the ground first (laughs) 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 oh god um yeah all right, so you saw it. Did you show your wife or no? You kept it off. You kept it away, or did you? I did kept you, it all to myself. You did. Good, <laughs> yeah, good thing funny. she's not on social media either. <laughs> hey, um, man, I wish my wife wasn't on. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. This is another. This is an interesting question, kids. You know, I don't know how many enemies kids has. And this Probably is kind of an, I know of. Yeah, this is kind of an inside thing with with us TJ folks. But so a lot of some people may not get this, but for, for those of you that will, we're, this question's for you. You know, I don't know if you know this, but there's these websites, kids, where you can send anonymous um, things to people that you don't like. You know, you can send, uh, you know, you you may have seen a a glitter bomb where they open up this box and glitter explodes everywhere. But there's also websites where you can send chocolate uh, cock and balls to somebody. Have you ever gotten an anonymous chocolate cock and balls? And if you did, would you eat it? Or would you throw it away? I have not, and I would definitely throw it away. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good answer. Good to know. Good answer. Good yeah. to know. All right. Yeah, was that well, one of your questions? 
<laughs> no, I had no nothing to do with that question. Um, let let me let me let me get this back more towards the straight and narrow here, which kids. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's 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 kind of how that's my personality. Kids has known me for a little bit, but all right. So, kids, best place in the U.S. for a buddy's golf trip. That oh, and let me one. let me let me put a little let me let me put some parameters on this that people can make happen without like breaking the bank. Like like something that could that they could do that's fun, maybe maybe some underrated whatever, or maybe I don't know. Maybe you'll go like like they have to. I mean, they're gonna have to spend some money. I'm not saying they're not gonna spend some money, but we'll, God, we'll just, just ask the question. Damn. How about a hoopy? Oh, see that's where we go. Yeah, that I'm bad. That's pretty My good. My buddy just Thou- got back from thousand dollars, all encompassing. I thought one of my friends had a fantastic description of what I think a hoopie would be because he was talking about how you yeah thousand dollars you get whatever you want they were they were at night they were drinking this bourbon and playing cards and doing whatever you remember the old school i mean we're all old enough to remember this when we were kids the old school pinocchio and they go to the island and they all turn into jackasses and donkeys he said that's basically what a hoopie is it's the island in pinocchio where you just absolutely turn into a complete jackass and you do whatever you want with zebras and wildebeest running around yeah is the course good though yeah it's good Really good. Have you in done the, Bandon? Uh, Wait, what'd you say? Have you done I Bandon? Say, I haven't been to Bandon. Mm. That's a long way to travel for casual golf. Yeah, see, I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna really go to Bandon. like something like a hoopie. Is a hoopie's uh? Isn't there a superintendent that used to be at Palmetto? Yeah, he was there for like 17, 18 years, and went down there and started it with Gil Hans. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of that's. I was hoping you might go that way. That's that's kind of where I'm. We got to make that happen. Well, then you don't have to drive. You don't have to worry about anything, man. It's all there waiting for. Oh, and my favorite part of a hoopie is they feed you. So you you don't order on a menu. You don't look at a menu. You oh. don't get to pick anything. You sit down for breakfast, and they put a plate in front of you. You sit down for lunch, they put a plate in front of you. You sit down for dinner, they put a plate in front of you. That's pretty sweet. I love no decision making. That's especially that for some boozing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, all right, we got a couple listener questions here. I'm gonna throw your way. People are listening you, to this. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, man. Believe it or not. Um, if you had to, let's see, where is it? I lost it. If you had to pick, if you had to wear one of these for the rest of your PGA Tour career, what would you pick? Joggers like Eric Van Ruyen. Uh, this is a good one. Ryan Moore's early 2000s vest and tie combo. Ricky's head-to-toe orange or the old Tabasco golf shirts. Joggers. What, what would you pick? You wear the joggers? Easy. Those things Dude, look comfy as hell. I never tried the, a pair on. They are. I have a pair. They're very nice. Pat makes fun of I do one. not have a pair, and I was really hoping you were going to say the Tabasco golf shirts. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, was that what you would pick? Well, well, all I can think about with Tabasco is Woody Austin. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he used to wear those? I think he did. He did. I think he well, did. And uh, I can't remember the other guy's fucking name. You but know, that, uh, yeah. Brooks Kep. I really offended Brooks Kepka the week of the players for asking something about it. Was it joggers? He wears joggers, doesn't he? No, you asked about. Ple- it was a stupid. We no, get I didn't in, ask we get- joggers. 
No, I didn't ask. We get, it, we get media passes to, to go into the, in the fucking players championship. <laughs> and, the, and like the, the one time, like, like David gets to ask a, good, a question to one of the top players in the world. He asked about fashion and, and, and Brooks <laughs> just like literally gave you a death stare and destroyed. Oh, he you, really, yeah, I mean, he, but he destroys you. everybody. Yeah. The, the, uh, no, let me tell you what was also funny about that kid is Pat had just left because you know, you know, the wife. Oh, he left, so he wasn't even a part of this this tour junkies yeah. questioning. Well, he he was there the whole time, but his wife called him home. You know, she she rang the bell, so he had to come. <laughs> oh home. yeah, yeah. And well, she does I mean, rule the roost around there. I know that fact. <laughs> Dude, I am not even out of the parking lot, leave, and I get a, a Pat's calling me up. I'm sitting here listening to effing Sirius XM, and I hear a question from tour junkies he's like what are you thinking and i'm like look dude i i wanted to ask he's a fashionable guy nike's kind of a forward company i asked him if, if nike gave him joggers i thought it was joggers to wear no it was pleats you're right because adam scott had just tried yeah, to bring pleats. pleats back so i'd ask him i said if nike made pleated pants would you put it would you wear them or something like well, that. what was the answer no chance i think he said yes didn't he say yes Oh, he said he was yeah. like he was like I mean pleats are like like coming back aren't they or maybe I don't know like yeah it was the worst he's the worst, worst answer he just he's body bags interview I need to send I'm gonna send I have it recorded. yeah but he, he body bags everyone in the media room because he doesn't he just doesn't he gives the bare minimum can I ask you a question kids I hate listening to freaking media like pr the press conferences on the tour do you guys do you guys talk about that like as players and just go God I get asked the same question all the time or this like do you ever just like my good buddies at the foreplay pod say old man media it, they, i mean it yeah, is what do you sure. think about that though? like get like what's your opinion i mean i know you you have to kind of i don't want to say placate to him a little bit but i mean is it like what do well, you feel the about PGA tour tries to control the environment and they want the same people saying the same questions every time Obviously, or you would have a PGA Tour media credential. No, we don't. Ever, we don't ever apply because we have real jobs. So <laughs> we've applied three times. And we've got it twice. So there I think if we apply, we'll get it. But we have real jobs, so we can't get there all the time. But I'm sure they. I'm sure if we made it a regular appearance and asked the questions that we like to ask, they probably would not. But see, here's the, here's the question though. Like you, so we can say that okay, the media is not asking good questions. It's the same questions all the time. How come the players don't say, "Hey guys, why don't y'all ask some different shit here?" Like this is this is getting because <laughs> the players want to be there about as little as you want. Yeah. you expect them to be there. Yeah, okay. That, well, that's kind of what I figured. So you're just not even going to fight back. You're just going to deal with your. You're just trying to minutes. get that ten minutes over with and roll on. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's the environment that's created. So, hmm. yeah. Um, Plus, they can um, all control their own media through their own social media, so they don't even care. Yeah. So you're pretty. Um, I mean, I, I think you are. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I think you're pretty. You know, infamous for your Tuesday games. Maybe I guess it, it is on practice rounds when when you get together and you play for some money. Like, what do you play? What's the game that you normally play? Who do you normally partner up with? I know Brownie's, you and Brownie partner up a good bit, but if he's not out there, who are you partnering up with? And what are the stakes usually? There's no gambling on the PGA Tour. 
Okay. So then answer the rest of the question. <laughs> Man, I, I – uh, it just depends on where the term – I don't even play practice rounds on Tuesday at regular tour events anymore, really. Mm. Play the pro-am and, and roll because I've been there 10 years in a row. Uh, majors, we get a bunch of games together, whoever's around. Uh, play with Xander and JT and Cantlay at the Masters. Max Homa was my partner against Jordan Spieth and somebody at U.S. Open. It's just whoever's around, whoever you see throughout the week. I got you. Do you think? All right, I'm. I got. You just mentioned Jordan Spieth, so I got to ask this. There's a lot of there's a lot of chatter in the DFS world, the fantasy golf world, gambling world that he's just done. That there's there's no way Jordan Spieth is ever ever going to be relevant again. What, what do you think when you hear that? That's hard for me to believe. Now, I will say that his drought has gone on way longer than anyone expected, and yeah. there hadn't been any real upside to it in a while. But the guy's a phenomenal player, so if, if he ever gets his steered in the right direction, I think he can maybe not get back to where he was, but he'll definitely be a, a force to be reckoned with. Do you think he can get back to where he was when he was, you know, winning the Masters and, you know, a, a favorite almost every week. It's just getting it's so just... much harder, man. There's so many guys out there every year coming out that want to kill me and him and everybody else he's having to compete against, and he's only getting older. So when you it, – it's it's like anything else. If, if you fall off 50%, you got to gain 100% to get back just to where you were. So he's got – He's got a long way to, to go just to get back to where he was to ever get past that. It's going to be really difficult. Hmm. What um, road trip, if, you, if you're going on a road trip with three other tour players, who are you taking and where are you going? Um, man, that's brutal. I just did that. I, the reason I was talking about Hoopy is I went down there with Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. And Duff, and that was fun. So yeah, I bet. then all my boys that we stay at the British Open together with those same crowd with Jimmy Walker and Zach Johnson, we all gamble and play cards and do all kinds of crazy stuff. That, that's that's a that's a good group of dudes. But uh, I don't really plan on taking any trips with tour players. <laughs> you can take one like twenty five weeks a year. Yeah. Um, like you going out on vacation with your coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, now that sports betting is becoming legalized in a lot of different states, as you as you travel, and you know, it may not be as much now, but in the coming in the coming you know years, uh, if you're in a state where it's legal to place a sports betting wager, and obviously you can't you can't bet on golf, what sport would you wager on, if any? And do you have any good or bad beats? good wins or bad beats that you remember obviously in a legal gambling state bad beat like once a week don't i <laughs> you had one the other week that's for damn sure i'm just not sure which state i'm supposed to be in to tell you about my bad beats maybe i say i'm in in tennessee right now doing yeah, this yeah. podcast yeah uh no i play any of them man i love it i love watching Sports, love watching college football, love watching NFL, college basketball is cranking up. I play them all. Just, Are you, you better at any of them? It, call it paying for your entertainment. 
Because, you know, uh, Pat, you know, he's got a golf podcast. He sucks at golf betting. He's way better at NFL. Well, why don't you start throwing some plays out there? Look at all the play hit. What are you talking about? I, I hit more. <laughs> I'm plays talking about you your big hit you just had a couple weeks ago. You won like twenty five. You turned like three dollars into twenty five hundred on the NFL. On uh, draft well, games yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that happens sometimes. You get a little lucky. Are you setting lineups? Is that how you do it in DraftKings? Yeah, I like to play yeah. the showdown slate, so the single game slates, and uh, so you got to pick every player from one of the two teams. Yeah, yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, I've done, I've done okay with it. Um, Georgia legal state for that? No. Well, yeah, for DraftKings, yes. For DraftKings, yeah. Um, you mentioned that you're you're talking about going to Hoopy, you know, hanging out with the, the guys, playing cards or whatever. Who do you think would be the best poker player on tour? If they're uh, if, if who you're is playing the best it, poker player on tour? Yeah, or who is the best poker player on tour? Never had a big game of holding out there. I don't think. They like fast action. Tour players like immediate return. They like blackjack. Mm. So you're not deal. No, you're not. You're not set. I'd get some like weirdo like Patrick Cantlay. Probably be pretty good at poker. I never know if he's happy, sad, or anything <laughs> even in real life. That's yeah, true. or Bryson. He's, Bryson's crunching all the numbers in his head. You know, he's he's got the the probabilities worked out and the. Yeah, but they're always wrong. He's probably a cow a card counter. You know. Yeah. So wait though, if you're playing blackjack though, you anybody somebody ever take Bryson to Vegas? By the way, somebody should take Bryson to Vegas. See what happens. You probably no, do nobody better. should do that. Nobody wants to do that. No, I ain't doing that. Dude. <laughs> my 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 disdain is well documented. I won't I won't make you say anything about it. But my disdain but, is well documented. But look, if, if, so if you're playing blackjack with with uh, you know, let's just say we're at a hoopy, we're with kids, we're with Jordan, with Ricky Fowler, whoever else, like somebody's got to be back on the table. Who who's going to be back on the table? Who's going to be the dealer? You pass the dealer. Oh. Uh, you so you just pass it. So, so nobody I like, just. You, I like yeah. all time dealer with blackjack. Well, we do that sometimes too. <clears throat> Who would be more likely to be that person that's going to back the all time uh, dealer? Yeah, Jordan loves being all time dealer. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we right. love taking Jordan's money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the He's odds are in his favor. The odds are in his favor. But uh, if you think you can, this, this is odds. this is probably this may be one of the guys in in that group you're talking about. If you could choose a player on tour to caddy for you in a tournament, who would it be, and why? Brownie. Yeah, that'd be a good one, Brownie. I always take Brownie. He knows everything. Yeah. He'd be handing me my club before I got to the ball. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you'd say Brownie. What What about if you had to caddy for a single player on tour, who would it be? DJ. <laughs> See, Probably I was going to ask you about – Hell, yeah, why would you not? That'd be, that's a perfect answer. Yeah, any Are there any stories with you and DJ growing up that nobody knows? Of y'all battling it out? Maybe a, a bad beat you put on him? Or a beat he put on, on uh, you? Like six years. My parents, before we could drive, used to have to go pick him up on the way, and we'd go. We would always go play four balls, and and obviously he was wild, erratic, long driver. I was down the middle and making a ton of pars, so he'd make like seven birdies, four <laughs> bogeys, two doubles, and two X's. And every time he would hit his ball out of play, he'd just walk down the wood line smoking a cigarette, and I'd just go play the hole, and he'd just pick up. 
No way. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We were just talking about cigs today, actually. There. <laughs> uh, you got any other stories about Pat? You know, you told one a long time ago. Did you have you ever thought of any more? What was the good one I told? You told the one about him walking home in his like barefoot or something or yeah, something in the bushes. Flops. I don't know. In his flip uh, flops. flops. Yeah. Shit. Pat moved out of Aiken long to a long time ago, man. My stories of Pat have diminished in my memory. Kids, I can I just remember some... going in the bank when he worked at the bank and he was never in his office. I just never knew where he was. <laughs> he was never working. <laughs> he's probably on the toilet. You know, he's old. <laughs> he's an old guy. I got um, some, I got a few. We could probably we might have to edit them out, but uh, <laughs> I got some. I got some. Kids, you gotta remember the day the, the the trip we took to Athens with 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 Wyatt in the bus. Oh, remember the bus. That? Yeah. Remember a bird with one yeah. bird on that one with us. Yeah, you remember how in bad how bad a shape he was in? Good lord. <laughs> he was supposed to be my driver on the way home, and y'all all peeled out of there, and he's over there. I found him throwing up behind the bus, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you're supposed to be my driver." He's like, "No, bro, no, I'm not driving." Oh, <laughs> uh, that was hey, a good one. Faster. What did you do embarrassing that night, though? I know something. Oh, 100%. oh no! See, Sally was with me, so I mean, the, the uh, wife was. Yeah. So I, I kind of, you know, I probably. Well, <laughs> I kept I mean, between the lines. <laughs> yeah, dude, kids, uh, your your Kisner Foundation event has still a year over a year later has still changed my path in life. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have I have still kept it between the lines since that night. Of your Kisner Foundation event, because every tour player I had there was like, "Who the hell is that guy with some yeah. podcast?" <laughs> well, no, because I well, I mean, I I think I, yeah, it was a it was a rough it was a rough spot. Uh, Throw a party. Th there are few in the five and a half six years me and Pat have been doing this. There are maybe two times that Pat has had to take care of me, <laughs> and that was one of them. Yeah, that was definitely one. For the most part, it is me taking care of him. Mm -hmm. you know how you had to, so kids you know how you i guess you set it up or maybe somebody else did you probably didn't care the vans? they had like the the bus the vans that yeah. were taking people from but they were like for your vips i think yeah, yeah. But somehow but somehow but we got we got on one of those whatever they are yeah they were not happy with us being on that 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 vip bus oh but there was one to, lady uh, in particular <laughs> Yeah, so was not impressed Holy she was not impressed not i was fine i was a perfect gentleman but DB, on the other hand, so all we wanted them to do was, you know, that that Waffle House on Richland. We just wanted just stop, just throw us off just at the Waffle House on Richland. House. <laughs> but that's not even on the way. No, it didn't matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's ten, 10 miles out of the way. Well, I think we ended up there. I know, I know, we were at a Waffle House. I don't know which one, but we were there. <laughs> And I so the poor lady car. riding with you had to ride 30 minutes out of the way to drop you Ooh, off. She was, hey, listen, I don't remember much, but I do remember her yelling at, I mean, <laughs> yelling at me and Pat. I do remember that. <laughs> she probably, she probably not coming back now. Won't even I'm support sure my foundation very, anymore. Very nice lady. Um, I'll send y'all the invoice for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I got some story. I got some videos I'm going to send you kids of uh, Pat in Paris for the Ryder Cup two years ago. I'm going to send you that. Yeah, he was feeling good. We'll, we'll have a good time with that. 
Uh, speaking, you know, I mean, obviously, me and Pat, we talk about how much we, you know, uh, embarrass our wives and stuff. Like, what's something you do that annoys Brittany? Like, what's what's Everything like right now? She's eight months pregnant. <laughs> oh. She is. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Yeah, I man. That congratulations. So pretty Third much everything. Kids. Third little kids, baby, running around. Oh man, you having a bo- boy or girl? We don't know. Oh, you doing the surprise thing? Every time. Dude, I couldn't do that. Mm. Props to you. That's awesome. I want to keep it either way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are Are either one of your is Henry or uh, is it Kate? No. Yeah, that's right. Kate and Henry. Yeah. Are they either one of them showing interest in golf yet? I've been caddying for Kate in some U.S. kids golf tournaments. Nice. How old is yeah. she? She's six. Okay. Yeah. We uh we played in a four ball tournament last weekend in Columbia, and I told her on the fourth hole that we weren't coming back until she started practicing. Oh, she don't like to practice. She just wants to play. She's about she to, just wants she's to about show up and socialize. <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and Henry does the Hideki. He takes it to the top, stops, looks around to see who's watching, and smokes it. <laughs> Wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my son doesn't like to practice either. I, I can't get him to practice at all. So what's like if, if you were talking to a parent with some young kids out there, what, what would you tell them in terms of getting them into the game or if they're showing a little interest? You know, not not anything serious like, you know, but if you had like a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, what would you tell them? Keep it fun and see how far they can hit it. Yeah. Speed. I right? mean, distance is the only thing that matters anymore. You can mm. teach them how to putt better. They give you greens to tell you how much it's gonna break. Uh, green books to tell you how much it's gonna break. What's the funniest thing you've ever heard a fan say to you at a event? <laughs> Um, something that made you laugh out loud. Just like, made you. I'll, I'll bust on my on your your foes at, over at Barstool. I, I on the opposite side of that. My favorite is playing with. I play with Duff one time, and they always ask on Saturday what are Saturdays for, and Duff's walking beside me, and and they're screaming it. What are Saturdays for? And he goes for fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Oh, Duff. Is Duff if, like so? He he broke up with his girl. He got divorced or whatever. Is he dating anybody, or is he just kind of? Yeah, he's been dating a girl for a long time. She's a lawyer. She was at school in Miami. I think she moved back to Auburn now. She's a lawyer can, there. Can you not teach Duff how to make a few putts, man? I mean, he sure, right. tried, man. I tried. You can't you can't get over that mental hurt that mental hurdle sometimes. Well, like I, I always hear, like, and I don't know, maybe it's just TV people talking them up, but. I always hear like Brad Faxon's like the guy. Like if you need to make a putt, you go see Brad Faxon. How come like if that's the case, how come all these guys aren't doing that? You know, like I mean, how come they're not like lining up to go see guys like that? Ain't no guy, man. I mean, anybody can help you with your fundamentals, but you still got to make putts. Yeah. There's no secret. Yeah, I don't think – I just don't see how there can be some end-all, be-all putting guru – there's it's, not. It's, yeah. You stand up to it the same way every time, and then you read it correctly and hit it with the right speed. And you got to have balls enough to make it when it matters. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so we have a listener that wants to know, speaking of the foreskin guys, who wins in a fight between me and Frankie? You. Yeah, that's true. You could probably beat him up with one finger. I saw they lost today. They lost to the ladies. Did they? Yeah. Damn, I'll never hear the end of that on tour. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's probably bad for you, I guess. Bad. That's a bad look for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, the I whole see. thing the other yesterday, uh, Frankie's chipping from off the green, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen." In my life. So he hit bad. it to like fifteen feet. And first off, I don't know who would ship it from where he was like that, well, like he did. But but and second but off, again, I'm thinking, like, what Pat, the fuck you? But Pat doesn't, dude. Pat has the most old man, old man chipping game you've ever seen. Let me tell you, if if there is any reason Pat can chip with like a four iron green side, he will do it. He is the yeah, bump and run. Yeah, get it on the ground. Run. No, I want it on the fucking green as quick as I can get it on the green and run it. That's yeah, the one I mean, thing I'm good at. That's the one that's thing why, I'm good at. But that's why a slightly open wedge looks so foreign to you. It's like it's like because why would you do that? And then he hits it to like 15 feet, and well, he's, he's like, well, that's, the best, "That's the best chipping lesson I've ever had." Kids <laughs> can't teach me that good. And I'm like, "What the fuck? You just hit it 15 feet. You barely even got it to the green. <laughs> you flopped it from two feet off the green." Well, but maybe I mean you know how it is on the chipping green though. You may practice a different shot than what it than what the chipping green calls for. You may just be trying no, to hit. You, it. Here's what you do when you're chipping. You do what is the the like is going to provide the least amount of risk. That's yeah, going to get you to the closest to the hole. I get that on the course, but maybe he was work trying to work on getting it up in the air a little bit, and he just happened. Why to be he's a not he's a terrible golfer. Why is he going to work on some shit like that? Like kids back me up. Here. Come on, kids, back me up. Anything here. he could get Paige to teach him how to do. Square face, so why is he getting a flop shot? <laughs> Anything he could get Paige to Paige to to get teach you. You're in. Hey, speaking of Paige, what would how would who would you rank your three? I never knew she was married. Did y'all? Yeah, I, so I've uh, I had a little, I had a brief time where I, I I spent some time with her and her her husband. He was her fiance at the time. We did a Guinness World Record challenge trying to catch golf balls from 110 yards uh, with Tony Finau, Paige, me, and her fiance in uh, Scottsdale one year. You lost? I did not break the record, no. But he did. Her fiance did with Tony. They had they had Paige hitting to me and Tony hitting to her. To, Do you think if I, if I gave you a one-yard variance – and bet you a thousand bucks that you could walk a hundred yards and stop on it. A one yard variance. Yeah, so you could stop at ninety nine or one hundred one. And as I, mean, a I was winner, a caddy, I was a caddy kiss. Um, I shoot you at a rangefinder. I think I have a pretty good caddy walk, actually. I think I've got a pretty. I, I don't think I don't. I would not bet you a thousand dollars at a one yard variance, but like a three, I would. I would totally do that. Two or three, I would do that. That wasn't what I was giving you. So you're saying no. I, no, I would not do that for no, I would not. Not for a How one yard experience. Hell no, Pat would no. Pat would <laughs> no. Pat would lose count. He can't focus that long. He can't count a hundred steps. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I feel like I could do this. <laughs> you couldn't. There's zero there is zero chance you could do this. Yeah, but I would want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> you can try we'll it. Go try it. <laughs> um yeah. 
do you uh now now i know you creep a little bit on instagram kids because i see you a little bit you you kind of creep on it who are your favorite uh instagram follows what does creep mean you know you just kind of you're 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 kind of a taker. You're not much of a giver, you know, you're like, you know, you're kind of a taker. So you, you consume, you don't really post anything, but I see you out there looking at stories and liking and all that stuff. I see you. Yeah. So who, who are some I of your see, favorite? I try to make my posts meaningful. Unlike some people. <laughs> who are, I hear you. Hey, come on, man. Are you not going to do like a 15 minute uh, video of your off season and show it to us? No, we should see that. I think we should see that. I'm not. Can we you get don't a slow have a commercial mode? made up like Bryson? Like we. Oh come on! You're not supposed to say the name, Pat. God dang I'm it! Sorry, you just I'm messed it just, up. You're not supposed to say. You want me to get in my uh, your what Bentley? Is he Rolls Royce or Bentley and have it pull up my NetJets plane? <laughs> yeah, here we bad. come. Mm. What would be your uh, what's what's your goal swing speed you're working on right now? I mean, his is two fifteen, but what's what's or ball speed? Um. What are you trying I to get to right now? I'm cruise it on out there at my 167 and, and <laughs> make a lot of 12 footers. <laughs> yeah, but you're trying to add some distance right now, aren't you? Yeah, it's just not really working. How do you do that? Like, what do you even do? Swing really fast a lot. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not going to swing as much as he is. Yeah. He needs to get a wife or somebody. He's got a girlfriend, doesn't he? I've seen a picture, I've heard of something. Oh, really? I've heard I've heard there was something at some point. I don't keep what up are, with him. How does playing with a slow player impact you, by the way? I just tell him to hurry up. No, you don't. There's no way you do that. You don't do that in a tournament. In, in a tournament? My favorite thing to tell slow people is I really enjoyed watching you play all day <laughs> when we get done on 18. So a subtle, a subtle jab. Like Very that. subtle. Yeah. That's really enjoyed watching you all day long out there. Did what you is, see how fast Streb and I played that playoff? Y'all did yeah. play fast, yeah. Can That's we not how talk you're about supposed that to anymore? play golf? Yeah, we, I don't want to talk about that. <clears throat> Kids, why are you? What's it? What's a uh, this? This just this is a random one that popped okay. in my head, and we're gonna finish this up here soon. But look, look what's a, a a game? I call them parlor games. So like a bar game that you like are super competitive at that like you would hate for somebody to beat you at. Like like let's just say shuffleboard. Y'all like shuffleboard? Yes. I don't don't know how to play shuffleboard. Okay. We got it. It's sweet. I think basically really good at it. So if if I beat you at that, would you be pretty pissed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This well, is this is this is a challenge is is coming. Yeah. I challenge you to that. Well, we can get it on. <laughs> I bet you I can beat you at that. Everybody, all these all these foreskin guys, they want to play in golf. I want to play in a parlor game, and I want to beat your ass. Let's do it. Yeah. Pat told me this last night. He what said, "What game do you I, think I, you can beat me in?" Cornhole. I think I can beat you at cornhole. I bet you I could beat you at anything, anything parlor, any any darts, whatever. <laughs> anything requiring you. zero athleticism, Pat. And not pong? golf. Ping, ping pong, pong, gotcha, gotcha, ping pong. Oh, right. Pat, well, are you sure about that? Pat, are you sure about ping pong? Now, listen, kids, I will tell you, I will tell you, Pat is a very good cornhole player. Very what good. What about cornhole. pickleball? I can play pickleball, too. That's not a parlor game, though. You got to sweat a little bit. Yeah. But I can play pickleball. 
Yeah, I don't okay. think you should challenge it. Pat, I, I, think I actually, I, I cut right my now. teeth in pickleball in Aiken, in Aiken, South Carolina, your hometown. One of the court tennis club. Uh, yeah. Pat, no, you need to stick to shuffleboard and Odell Weeks. Odell Weeks, baby. <laughs> I figured you were wearing your all whites at the court tennis club with your, <laughs> your sweater tied around your neck. No, we could, we could, we could. I didn't play there. You know your boys that play there. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get off this aching stuff kids what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen another tour pro do like you don't have to say their name but like on or off the course like the most the ridiculous story that you will like go to your grave thinking about like i i know one that that Baudo has told us about him and boo weekly at uh was it memorial no, was it colonial as a colonial that i will never forget even Baudo telling me i will never forget but like just something ridiculous that's happened I watched Willie Mack unload a clip with a uh, Glock 9 in the middle of the night riding in a buggy. Thought I was going to kill him for that one. <laughs> Willie Mack? Will McKenzie? Yeah. What, what, what happened with that? We were just cruising in the woods in the middle of the night looking for hogs, and all of a sudden he just decided he was going to shoot his pistol. <laughs> and all of a sudden – Let go the whole thing? Up. Yeah, just unloads it. Probably got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do in my life. Was he hammered? I'm sure he was. Was he sitting next to you or like was it a four-seater or he was behind you? He was behind me. Was it a four-seater where he's facing you or he's facing out? Pretty sure he was facing out. Okay, that would be a little better. That would scare the shit out of me if he was behind me facing me. And he just unloaded it. I don't know about on the golf course. Can't think anything. What's the dumbest thing you? I what's stepped it? on my ball one time. That's pretty stupid. You Still stepped on your ball? <laughs> yeah. My buddy just said, uh, "I watched Bill Haas. We we got these dogs that you wouldn't even let your worst enemy try to get near to come find a, a wounded deer, and it hops out of the kennel, and Bill Haas sticks his his hand down there to pet it." I'm like, Bill, what? I was like, don't pet that dog, dude. That dog will kill you. <laughs> You're cutting out. <laughs> it was in the cage when he tried to pet it, wasn't it? It started, it started hitting the cage, Bill. A tour player about to lose his hand over a damn dog. <laughs> don't pet that dog. Yeah. Hey, man, I want you got to pet that dog, though. When you see that dog, you got to pet that dog. <laughs> idiot hey what did you how did you step on your ball was that during a tournament round yeah i walked over to uh get a club from dewey and then i stepped back to go hit and stepped right on it (laughs) you can add two for that by the way (laughs) were you uh were you in the in the slightest bit hung over at all or there was anything in your in your man i don't play on tour hung over that's buck that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that for one second (laughs) i don't know if i believe that either i mean you can you you can continue you can stick by that story but i'm I'm just saying i'm not sure i believe it but that's fine (laughs) Actually, I have no in- intel whatsoever. I don't but if either. That's a, if that's true, I, I have no intel you. either. I commend yeah. you, kids. Yeah, you should for for that kind of discipline that you have week in and week out. 
Too much no money hobby, out there man. to be playing, playing hungover. Ain't no hobby. Hey, you know what? Well, if if uh, if Bill Haas wants to pet a, a vicious dog, like what's the dumbest? Can you think of a really dumb way or embarrassing way that you've ever hurt yourself? Like that you've ever done to yourself? Fell out of a deer stand, climbing down. Mm. It's pretty stupid. Well, I mean, it's an accident, right? It happens, or were you hammered? Yeah. You probably wasn't sober. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. I remember I, I picked up this massive cooler one time, and, like, he manned it in and slung it into the back of a truck. Couldn't walk for two weeks. That was a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. Dead sober then, too. I'm really glad I don't get asked the same questions that we ask. Guys. I was I was actually just about to say, kids, do you have any questions for us? You know, we, and y'all been wearing me out on like one time in life questions all night. I don't know, man. That's what that's what we want to know. That's what our that's what our folks want to know. You're three people that have asked me questions in this hour. There's been more than that, but I just you know I you're just denying them. Yeah, I'm just denying them. I don't want to ask. I can't even these. see him. David doesn't let me see him because he knows it'll distract me, and I won't <clears> even know. Which I'm getting distracted by shit anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> Who's winning the football game? That's what I was wondering. Was seventeen-three <laughs> Rams? Oh, we need shit. more points from the I'm, from the Patriots. I'm going against. Uh, I'm going against. Cam Newton just can't do it. Come on, man. Hey, uh, kids, you got any questions for us? You know, I mean, no. flip the script. I don't. I've already asked you a few. Yeah, you don't care. Because how are things going with the how foundation? How much product do you put in your hair on a daily basis? Look, man, there's no product in here. Oh, oh. Hold on, I got something for kids. There's no product in here. That's <laughs> just pure, unadulterated, good hair right there. Man, it trips me out when dudes wear those earphones like that it looks like uh something about mary and you got cum hanging on <laughs> you know what though we oh, tried the we tried the over the ear headphone we we actually bought some really nice ones dude i i don't know if i just got sweat glands in my ears a lot but i can't i can't handle the over the ear ones it, my ears just i feel like they're on fire i can't do it i couldn't do an hour conversation with that thing so this is it you don't use AirPods, kids? Not really. Huh. I like everybody to hear what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, okay. All right, kids, we're going to set up this parlor game competition. Pat, when, when, when on earth do you think you're going to make it to Aiken when Kiz is in Aiken to play whatever parlor game? You, when do you think that's happening? Oh, we'll make it happen. We'll make it okay. happen. Okay. You don't worry about us, DV. It ain't going to happen. I'm just telling you. We'll film it. Send it to you. We got a game at – we can play it at Sage, Fazio Cottage. There you go. Hey, let us know, many of drinks on that table. You you told me – you texted us the other day just to come to your house. So I'm going to come to your house. What are you, Aren't you on, like, number six of Palmetto or something? Yeah, no. go to number six and look for me. All right. Six? I'm just yeah. going to show up. All right, perfect. I'm just going to show up. You want to come play champions with me one day? No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they lose their greens y'all redo yeah. them yet oh yeah man but look we got them again 
you know, it's amazing what millions of dollars will do for you. Yeah, we lost them and then we got them. We got them back though. Did you replant them or brought them back to life? No, we we had to completely. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and turn. Uh, we had to completely resod a handful of them and like the whole thing. And then on a bunch of them, we had to resod like a third of them or a half of it or a fourth of it here and there. It's amazing what Gus National pay for. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta feel like once that runs out, you know, once Augusta figures out they want to do something different, we aren't gonna have bent grass greens anymore because I don't think they're gonna hold up, right? Bermuda. No. Well, oh, after man. I will say this: after playing the Country Club, what think one week? Everybody always talked about the Zoysia and how great it is. I didn't like it. I thought it sucked. I don't like it either. Hey, what is – we were just talking about this yesterday, uh, last week for the Mayakoba. What the hell is past Palum? What is that putt like? Uh, it's like kind, of like, kind of like weavy. No, that's better than Palum. Hmm. But it, it takes salt water. That's why people use it. Hmm. So any coastal towns, good for it. All right, what was the what was the better interview, us or foreskin? Foreskin. That's bullshit. <laughs> You're full of it. Are yeah. you about to show us your foreskin right now? What are you doing? Why, what, I'm moving. Now that y'all are done asking me questions, I'm going back to having fun. <laughs>